many people have lost family members, not only from the coronavirus, but just from regular life. We've lost family members. There's been so much going on. The world is changing. We have to, uh, to introduce a new normal. Some people are having trouble coping with it. Some people may be dealing with being afraid or falling into thoughts of depression, divorces, abuse, all of these things where people are being, being forced into this new, what we're going to call a new normal. But one thing that can get you through it is your prayer life. Your prayer life is what says, hey, for everything in your life, how you doing yourself, your children, your spouse, your neighbors, your co-workers, it's all about prayer. And whenever you feel like you don't know where you can go, there's always some place you can go, church. You can always go to God in prayer. Believe that.
all know today is our pastor's birthday. Part, it takes care of the virus. Period. It's a simple thing. That's why we have everything set up in here, and the guys looking, you all look good in here. I didn't know we had this many. Yeah, you look good in here. You know, and today's my birthday, and also it's Travis's birthday. Happy birthday, Travis. I had to keep him humble and remind him he came after me. Nobody can have an ego in here, Travis, as big as mine. You understand that, don't you? All right, all right. But we have fun here. We just love each other, and it's good to see each other. This is Father's Day, and um, uh, I don't know if you've all heard there's a gang called the Father Gang. Has anybody heard about that? It's called the Father's Gang. And it's, and it's uh, these fathers, you can look it up. These fathers got together, not like a gang gang, but they called the father. And these fathers uh, got together, and they're taking care of their children and uh, they, they, their girls and their daughters and their sons. It's really interesting. And this is what we're about over here on Father's Day. We want Christ Temple North to be the best men they can possibly be. Now, here's the problem that many of us have. The, the Bible is a great role model of how we should be as husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, fathers, sons, and daughters. So I want to do something today, one of the greatest relationships to show us how to be fathers is the relationship that Jesus had with his father. And so that should be the p- pattern that all men should have when we look. That, that intimacy that Jesus had with his heavenly father should be the same intimacy that a father should have with his sons and his daughter. Now you've got to remember the Bible uses men and all the time because it was written at, in those times, but the same way. So we're going to go through some scriptures here and we're going to get excited about what we're going to learn here at Christ Temple North because we want to be uh, A pluses as fathers. Is that right? Because the world is lying when they say that we can't be fathers. Yes, we can be fathers because we're not fatherless. Because the world might say that, but the Bible says that we are fathers to the fatherless and, of course, mothers to the motherless. So that means that everyone in here has a responsibility to have the fathering skills for someone. Sometimes it's teachers, coaches, uncles, and stepfathers, godfathers, but we understand that. So it is our responsibility to have fathering skills. And you're probably going to learn something here that, that you had never thought about before as we get into this. Here we go. I'm going to be reading from John chapter 14, beginning with verse 6. It says that Jesus explained, I am the way, 
I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. To know me is to know my Father. So too. Jesus says that no one, no one could come into union. I like that thing, the union. A, a, a father and his children, biological, I'm talking about in here, a physical father and children, should be a, a union. It's, it's a union. And Jesus says to know me is to know the Father. Now, that would be an incredible thing, what he's saying here, to us as we allow that to be our role model, that our sons... Our sons could uh, be any place they might be, whether they're at a party, whether they're at a school, whether they're in a sport, whatever. They represent their father. And that father would be so proud because that son represents him no matter where he goes. And that son would be proud because he's representing his father no matter where he goes. And both of them would be pleased. That's an exciting thing. I mean, that's a great thing to know that you are such a good father that you know that, and you've raised your son, that your son represents you, and you represent your son. And you could say something. Somebody could ask you to go somewhere, and you could say, well, I'm busy right now, but I'll send my son. But they would say, but I want you. He said, no, if my son comes, he is me. That's right. That's right. You understand where I'm coming from? And that doesn't mean, no, that's, that doesn't mean just biological fathers, that's stepfathers, godfathers, because I don't believe I, we use the word stepfather, we have to use that. But that's, when you marry somebody, you, it, there's no such thing as a step, that's your children. So here's the way this goes in. So, so here's what, what Jesus is saying, and this is what we in Christ Temple North want to be such good teachers and such good God men and such good God men that we are excited when our sons, and I'm going to say daughters too, our sons and daughters, but mostly our sons because we're talking about sons right now, no matter where they go, they're representing us, and no matter where we go, we're representing them. Amen. Here we go. He says in verse 7 that from now on, you will realize that you have seen him and experienced him. And so him. the same experiences you've had with the son is the same experiences that you would have had with the father. The same experiences you have with the Father is the same experiences you would have with the Son. That's very powerful, people. I love that. I love that. Here we go. Then Philip spoke up, Lord, show us the Father. And then Philip spoke up and said, well, Lord, show us the Father. And that will be all that we need. He said, that'd be all that we need. Jesus replied, Philip. I have been with you all this time, and you still don't know who I am. And he's still trying to say, Philip, I've been with you all this time, and you don't know who I am? Because the Father and the Son are one. All right? How could you ask me to show you the Father? For anyone who has looked at me has seen the Father. So anyone has looked at me has seen the Father. So Jesus is saying this, and this is what is going to be our role model. You don't have to ask, we the same folk. What I've learned... I learned from my father. What the son has learned, he's learned from his father. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, this is very hard for some of you in here, and I know it's very difficult in here, but you may not have had a, spirit, a father in your life, but it's, you can find a spiritual father. That's what the church is for. We're fathers, what? To the fatherless. So we need to find a spiritual father, a born-again, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost father. You see, God was, didn't the Bible say God will supply you every need? That's right. Then he will supply you the need of a father. That's right. Amen. 
That's what the church, yes, amen to that. You see, so we, we cannot say we fatherless and be Christians because the Bible says that we're plenty, there are plenty of fathers. You see, if you ever watch sometimes uh, when they get awards, these athletes get awards, and we'll talk about mama later, they always thank coaches. You see, they thank teachers because someone has came in and filled the gap. Huh? And, and it, you see, and so some of you sitting there to thank you through, to ra- through raising children. No, you ain't. You can be a father to a father. And listen to me. You can be 50 years old and be a father to a 50-year-old. You understand what I'm saying? That's on your job, what I mean. You might have somebody on your job that never had a father that you can sit down and talk with that person and father that person. That's right. You see, because there's no age limit in wisdom. All right. He went on in verse 10 to say, don't you believe that the father is living in me and that I am living in the father? He said, don't you believe that the father is living in me and I'm in the father? Because he's saying is what the father taught him. He lives that. And that's what we are. The, the sad, it's a good thing. And it's a sad thing in some cases that some sons are acting exactly like the father. You see, but we saved over here, right? and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. So we want our children, a good father, listen to me very carefully, a good father doesn't mind his son acting like him. And I've always told people, men, if you know you're a good father, then you want your daughter to marry somebody like you. If you don't want your daughter to marry somebody like you, you need to check yourself. Because the bad part about that is the daughter winds up marrying somebody like you. And sometimes they wind up marrying an abusive person because they had an abusive father. Come on. I knew that would get quiet. All right, here we go up in here. He says, even my words are not my own, but come from my father. So, and, and we know that a lot of things, us that's had good, people that's had good fathers, uh, know that uh, we speak the same thing that our father taught us. That's what we learned from what our father taught us. That's what we should learn from what our father taught us. But Jesus says, I speak the words. Would you like for your son to repeat your conversation and your language? Well. Hmm. All right. Well, again, even my words are not my own, but come from my father. And so he's saying is my words are not my own are the words that I heard my father speak. You see? That means when my son goes to school, my son speaks the same language that he learned when he was at home. My son speaks the same language to his girlfriend as the same language that I spoke to my wife. Teach. That's right. All right. He says, for he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. And, And the very things that that's in me, Jesus says, is the things that my father instilled in me. All right? Is this too heavy for you or are you all right? Are you glad we're back? Amen. All right. All right. Verse 11, it says that believe that I live as one with my father. He said believe that I live as one with my father. And that my father lives as one with me. That's that intimacy that, that the son and the father had, and that's the same intimacy the father and the son should have with us. Yes. Or at least believe because of the mighty miracles I have done. 
I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. He says the same type of things and the same victories that he has, that people seen him do, is the same victories that the Father gave him the opportunity to do. Period. I'm talking about us up in here. You see, we fathers in here and grandfathers in here, we never stop growing. That's right. You see? Who is your son acting like? Who is your son speaking like? Who is your, how is your son speaking to his girlfriend and eventually his wife? That language he speaks, he learns from you. Everybody ought to be a Godfather. God first, Father second. Are you with me? All right, here we go. He goes on to say, even greater miracles than these because I go to be. And he says, great things shall be happen because I go to the Father. You see, you should be, everything that a father accomplished, he wants his son and daughters to do great things. Any father that doesn't want his son, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about fathers here now, that doesn't want their sons and daughters to be better than them, something's wrong with you. That's right. You should want your sons to do greater and better things than you. All right. Now we're going to turn to John chapter 8. I'm going to read verse 28 and 29, and this is coming from the Passion. We're going to have fun now. Okay, here we go. You will know me as I am after you have lifted me up from the earth as the Son of Man. Okay. Then you will realize that I do nothing on my own initiative. See, he does nothing. He says, I don't do anything on my own initiative. I've had everything I've done, I had to learn somewhere. My attitude came from somewhere. Everything, yeah, it has to come from somewhere. Because when we, but we born, we don't come crazy. We ain't born crazy. That's right. Yeah, that, that. yeah that, that's a learned behavior. That's right, say that. Uh, yeah, so everything's coming from somewhere. That's just a fact. All right? But I only speak the truth that the Father has revealed to me. He says, I can only speak the truth that the Father's revealed to me. And that's what we want to be in here. We want our children to be able to go to school, to colleges, uh, uh, to get married and go through these things and speak the truth because we revealed the truth to them. They should not have to go outside the house to find the truth. They shouldn't. People said, you need a life experience. No, you don't. You need a father. That's right. That's right. You, you understand what I'm saying? We don't need to go searching for the truth. The truth was revealed to us by our father. Because our father got it from the heavenly father. We were too young to get it from there. Our father got it from his heavenly father and gave it to us. That's where we want to live here in Christ Temple North. Amen to that? Amen. All right. In verse 29, he says, I am his messenger, and he is always with me, for I only do that which delights his heart. And I am his messenger. Every place I go, I represent my father. That's how it is. You all know that. There's the family. You know that family down the street, man, they something down there. They represent the whole family. That's right. Do you understand that? Every son represents his father. Every son represents his father whether his father is in his life or his father's not in his life. He represents his father. A lot, of, a lot of men are very careless of not being good fathers because they didn't have a good father. That's right. You see, usually a good, strong father's son 
wants to be like his father, and he represents his father because I know sometimes when we were kids, I don't know if they do it anymore, we, would be, we wanted to do everything we could to please our parents. You see, we, we want to do everything we could. I remember telling Isaac when, when he ran for homecoming uh, king, isn't that right? Homecoming king, and that was back in the day. And I knew at, at Winnetonka, at Winnetonka that they would not allow then to be a, a black homecoming king. Come on here, say amen, y'all come And most people don't know that he didn't win, but I told him before they even counted, I said, Isaac, no matter win or lose, be what? Be a gentleman. And he didn't know till later that he actually won some of the kids, but they didn't want him to win because it would be a problem then. Do you understand what I'm saying? But it doesn't matter what they give you or what they don't give you at, the, at Winnetonka. What I'm giving you is some advice. No matter what your situation circumstance, you be a gentleman. That's right. Yeah. Because being a gentleman, he was one of the most popular kids, probably the most popular kids in his class. Being a gentleman is going to get you more rewards than winning a homecoming game. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. And that's the advice. All right, here we go. I'll turn to Malachi chapter 4. I'm going to read verse 5 and 6, first from the King James and then from the message. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet. And I'm, I'm going to be Elijah today. Before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Before Jesus comes back. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. So, and so what I'm trying to do today is teach you to give you a lesson. Let's get it right. We want to turn our hearts back to our children. Our children need a father, okay? And the heart of the children to their fathers. And the heart of the children to the fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And he said, lest I come and smite the heart with the earth. And here's what I'm talking about. Here's the question. I'm going to start because we've got father there. And I don't know if we have it in the next one. He says, I'm going to turn your hearts, uh, uh, the father's hearts to the children, the children's hearts to the father. Let me, let me look here. I could uh, say right now, everybody look at me. I could say right now how many fathers in here and all the fathers that have children would raise their hand. So I ain't going to do that. I don't want everybody to raise their hand. But here's the question. I could say, pastor could say, every father in the church raise their hand and every male in here that has a child would raise their hand. But the question is, there's a difference between being a father and fathering. That's right. That's two different things. Now, I'm, I'm, what if I asked you, are you fathering your children? Because being a father is a male parent, a man who's begotten a child. But there's a difference between being a, a father and fathering. Are you fathering your children? That's what the prophet Elijah came to say. That's what pastor is coming and asking you this morning. Father, are you fathering your children? Come on. Come All on. right? And, that's, and that is... To, go ahead. And fathering is male parents. And we pass that male parent what? Accepts responsibilities for. He accepts, accepts the responsibilities for raising his child. All right? And, and, and let me help you with this here. Go ahead. I'm to getting excited. To care for or to look after someone as a father he, should. He, he, he cares for them and he looks after them like a father should. A father is fathering. A father and a fathering means God sense. You can't father a child unless you have God sense. That's right. That's right. You see? Now let me, let me help you out here because I'm just feeling good about feeling good. 
let me tell you something. Fathering, you see, ladies, what you're looking for, you're going at it wrong. You're looking for a husband. You need to look for a father. But let me tell you what happens. When you come up here, usually I'm standing here, and, I, and I'll start standing here, and I got the little book, and, and the father's up here, and the daughter's there, and, and the husband-to-be's there, and I ask, who gives this woman to be married? And the father says, I do. All right? And then he goes and sits down. And so what the father's really saying is, I'm going to step back, and this man who promised me and my daughter, he's going to fill the gap. Huh? That's what he's saying. He's going to fill the gap because she needs some fathering no matter how old she is. Even though she's your wife, she needs some fathering, right? Now say, make it plain, Pastor. When a man gets sick, come on, come on. Who's he wanting his wife to be? Mama. My, my, my stomach hurts. Huh? Yeah, my, my stomach hurts. And she'll say, go in there, baby, and I'll get you some Pepto-Bismol or something. Come on here. Come on here. That's right. Who, who done the cooking when he was at home? His mother, right? Right? Who done most of the washing clothes at home? The mother, right? See, fathers, isn't it strange men that we want a wife to still have mothering skills That's right. when it comes to our needs, but That's do right. we have fathering skills when it comes to her needs. That's right. You see? So the fathering skills are skills that we need all our lives. That's right. You That's see? Right. I remember when I, uh, the bone cancer in the spine, you all remember that two years ago? You see, I was hurting. I couldn't hardly talk. I needed uh, uh, someone, uh, you know, father's bold. He gonna go in and take care of his family, okay? Isaac became the father. I was the patient. And from what I heard, he had them moving up there in that, in, in there, in that hospital. He took over. Right? Stay with me. He became the father, right? Because I, I you know, and, and he'd done it. And, and, and that emergency room, they said he had him moving like, like a father would for his child. That's fathering skills, right? And so when they finally, nine hours later, eight hours later, they finally put me in a hospital room. And of course, now listen to me very careful. Uh, of course, Gwen was there all the time. My daughter came. And when my daughter came, she took over the mothering skills. She told her mama, said, no, you've been here all day. I'll stay all night with dad. And that'll make me almost cry. My daughter stayed, told mama to go get rest. She became mother. And she kept them nurses. Come on here. She kept them rocking and rolling, right? So the, the parent became the child, and the son and the daughter became the parent. Where did they learn that from? That's right. That's Do you right. understand what I'm saying? You see, so these are skills that we need. So fathers in Christ Temple North, men in Christ Temple North, we never, ever quit being a father. That's right. Sometimes your wife needs the fathering because the father is the one that protects her. The father is the one that, yeah, takes care of her needs. And you promised her father that you would fill in the gap when he says, who gives this woman to this man. That's right. Come. And in the book of Deuteronomy, nobody's going to like what I'm getting ready to say here. In the book of Deuteronomy, the father has the right to say, no, not that one. Because he ought to be able to see that this one here is not capable of being who he was to his daughter. All right? So fathering, 
Fathering is one of the most important skills we should have. And our role model is God, our Heavenly Father. That's right. Amen to that? Amen. Are you learning something here? And in Christ Temple North, that's what we are. We are proud fathers, but we want the skills through the whole power of the Holy Spirit to give us the fathering skills. The fathering skills, because a portion of us needs to be fathering our wives, yes, and another portion of us needs to be fathering our children, and the Holy Spirit with his wisdom, his knowledge, and his understanding will divide it up in a way that the wife will have all she needs from me and the rest of these men as fathering skills, and the children will have 100% what they need from their father. Because we're fathering. Isn't that right? Because it is our responsibility. Having a child is supposed to be a gift. And if a child is a gift from God, and that's what we say, we thank God, then God expects us to take the responsibilities to care and to look after and to teach and to groom, yes, and to love, our children. That's right. That's right. And that's what we do over here in Christ Temple North. Is that all right? Am I doing all right? All right. I think I'm going to have to go right to the commentary and we'll go back because I don't want to be overfeed. You, you probably have to flip it. You got it? Yep. I'm going to go to the commentary here and, and see the, what uh, Elijah, did I do Elijah? We did. What Elijah done, Elijah came back to restore. The Bible says that Pastor Fields is going to speak a lesson on this Sunday, Father's Day, to restore the real relationships between father and children the way God would have them be. That's right. You see, now listen to me, and, and there's no excuse, not in here, there is no excuse, well, I never had a father yet, didn't you find one? You're going to tell me the Holy Ghost can lead you into every thing and give you everything you need and he can't show you and, 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 and point out who would be the best person in the church to be your father figure? Teach. That doesn't make any sense. Teach. That, that doesn't make any sense in here. We got some good men in here and some good fathers in here. I love it. We got men in here that are 50 years old. Good. We got men in here that are 50 years old. Call me pops. That's right. You'll see they don't know that my son probably is. I got a son how old is he? 56, 7? I have a son 57 years old, so I could be most of y'all's father in here. All right? That's right. So here's what we're going to. We're going to restore it back in here. If you're a member of Christ Temple North, no excuses. We don't have excuses in this church. No excuses. Are y'all hearing me this morning? That's right. No excuses. Yes, sir. No, sir. No excuse, sir. We can do this. Don't tell me that you can't be a good father and you saved. That means that you're saying that the power of the Holy Spirit is limited when it comes to you. I didn't get an amen on that one. Well, I'll amen it. All right. Here we go. Commentary. And it says restoring father-child relationships. And that's what we want to do in here. Restore father and child relationships. Because no matter how good it is, it can get better. That's right. All right. According to Malachi, the spirit of Elijah would turn the hearts of the fathers. And according to Malachi, the, the, I mean, that's this what Malachi, uh, Elijah was supposed to do. The, you all believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes. Well, the Holy Spirit has touched our pastor to teach to us with the spirit of Elijah, the spirit of Elijah, to get in back into the hearts of the father and the children. Because we need to change some things in here because all of us can do better. Mm -hmm. That's right. All right. And the hearts of the children back to the fathers. And so children, I'm going to talk to the children. 
Children, get your heart back with your father. You see, there's time for us to grab hands and pray. And the children, let me tell you something. I don't care how old you are. Your father, I tell mine now, I'm still the same many years older than you when you were born. I add some stuff to it. But you were born. Right? So, so we need to do that. We need to do that. All right? Are you with me? Am I doing all right, Sister Kim? All right. Because she always has to let me know when I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. Because people get sided up in here when you, get the, you know, when you put the boot. We can do better. We can do better. As husbands and as fathers, we can do better. You see? And some of you looked at me like I was speaking in a different language when I said, your wife needs some fathering. Yes, she needs some fathering. You see, if you got married in the church, you promised her father that you would be able to do that. You'd fill in the gap. That's right. You see, when you married someone with children, you promised in the wife, and it happens, that you're going to fill in the gap. Come on. And be the father. Come on. All right. Is this good teaching? Uh, well, it sure feels good not just speaking in that, that, that camera. <laughs> yes. Uh, but did Pastor do all right in the crew that's speaking in that camera? <laughs> yeah, give them a hand. They've done good. They've done a lot of work. Yeah, back there. Yeah. Back there. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, uh, but you know why they got it? Because we taught in here. We taught in here to take care of business. Here we go. The promise was the restoration of fatherhood. And that's what he promised us, the restoration of fatherhood. He promised us the restoration of fatherhood. Restoration is? To restore to a former good condition. We're getting it back. We're getting it back. We don't care about the past. We're getting it back. We're getting ready to store this thing back to what? A former good condition. A good condition as husbands first and as fathers. That is the challenge that we have in Christ Temple North. We're getting it back. Amen. Satan's a liar. Yeah. Yeah. He's a liar. Yeah. Because we can do it. And we can do it under the assistance and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right? Because we made mistakes because we didn't have that, but we got that now. That's right. We only had the That's Holy right. Spirit, we got the teaching, and we got the role models. That's right. All right? Here we go. Restoration is also revival and reestablishment. And that's what I want to do. This is a revival and reestablish the love of the Father, a Godfather. Now, I'm talking, I ain't talking about that one that stands up here. I'm talking about a God first, Father sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, second, saved, delivered. We can do it. All right? It's recovery from a lapse or any bad state or sin. We need a recovery. From the lapse and go back and restore it. Some of you men with me? Or are you with me? Amen. Because we can do this. All right? And finally, restoration is renewal of health. Renewal Soundness. of what? Health. What? Soundness. Health? The whole thing. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and financially. We're going to restore this thing back in here. You see, we're we going to restore it back in here because this is what we're about at Christ Temple North. We're about healthy physically, healthy spiritually, healthy mentally, healthy emotionally. We're going to renew the health of our families. That's right. And it's going to start with us fathers, husbands and fathers. 
you're going to have a new man. Ladies, you're going to have a new man. How many of you believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost? Say amen. Amen. You, amen. you really believe in it? Amen. Well, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Ghost is calling you out this morning with my voice. That's right. That's right. He's calling us all out this morning. He's saying we're going to rule. We're starting the day. We're starting the day. We're going to renew our health. We don't care how good things are going, how bad things are going. We're going to renew the health and the soundness, the power, and the strength of our families because it Amen. starts with the head. If the head is healthy, listen to me. If the head is healthy, if the head is sound, if the head has power, if the head has strength, the body will be healthy, the body will be sound, the body will have power, and the body will have strength. That's called the family. That's called the family. I'm feeling real good about this message. All right. Now back to Malachi chapter, five, chapter 4, verse 5 from the message. It says, but also look ahead. I'm sending Elijah the prophet to clear the, the, excuse me, to clear the way for the big day of God. So he's sending Elijah the prophet, he's sending the preacher to clear the way from the what? Big day of God. The big day of God. Because when God comes here, he's going to judge you at that. He's going he's gonna to ask you, how good a husband are you? How good a father was you? You took, you took the position, take the responsibility. All right. The scripture says... If you ain't ready to be a father, quit doing things that's going to cause you to be one. Well. Right. When you take her hand, Come on. sickness and health, rich or poor, for better or worse, if you ain't ready to be doing that, don't make that promise. That's right. All right. And the worst people in here are you that are single. Ask me why. You ain't got no excuse because Elijah's here. That's right. The others need to get it together. All right. Here we go. The scripture called it the decisive judgment day. Woo. He said he will convince parents to look after their children. He's going to convince parents. That's what we're trying to do. Look after your children. And children. Well, there used to be a thing to come on the news. It's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children were? Well. Uh, Brother Jason, they say 10 o'clock. It used to be the street lights. Right. Some, of some of y'all grew up when I grew up. The street lights was telling you what time it is. You see, isn't it something that the TV had to remind parents to look and see where their children are? Well, it's time for us to take care of business. That's right. All right. And. Children, look up to your parents. And children, look up to your parents. Now, y'all love me? First of all, we got to give them something to look up to. Well. We got to give them. We have to be the type of parents to give our children to look up to. We right. want them to have heroes in a sport, but we're their role models. Am I doing all right? The Bible says, if they refuse, I'll come and put the land under a curse. And he says, if they refuse, I'll come and look, put the land under a curse. Look at where we're at right now. Look at what's going on right now. We want to blame this on education. We want to blame this on zip code. Hmm. It ain't got nothing to do with any of them things. It's called household. That's right. That's right. Right? right? One of the things, now, I'm not going to be political. I'm not going to be political. Forget all that political stuff. They're talking about Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. 
Okay? My children knew about it. They didn't teach it in no class. I taught them about it. Because some of you all don't know, I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's my birthplace, it's Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, we had started spending the summers, thank you, hon, we, uh, we'd spend the summers in Tulsa and then another week in Muskogee, that's Muskogee, Oklahoma, and then we'd spend sometimes a week in Tallahassee, which is not very far from Muskogee. And we'd go down there about that time and they would have the black rodeo. Yeah, and we would go there and we just got so excited to go there from where I live to go to Oklahoma and, uh, and, and go to the black rodeo. So my kids know that. I didn't have to wait for it to go no book. I'm their book. That's right. Huh? Come on here. You see, they learn from parents. We need to, and if you ain't experienced it, go get a book yourself and teach. Parents, respons- we put responsibilities on teachers and coaches. Come on here. The responsibility is on who? Is on the parents. You see what I'm talking about? And it's an exciting thing when a father and his children can sit down. We don't talk enough. We don't communicate enough. Uh, My daughter and I, you see, we go and see the children, Gwen and I, and I don't get a chance to talk to the grandkids, but they're girls. They don't talk to me much anyway. So Gwen talks to the girls, and Marco is still daddy's baby. And me and her will sit, we'll sit someplace else and talk for hours. Yes, she's still talking to her father. And Gwen will say sometimes when she's going through some health things or anything going on, she needs her dad. Because she's always been a daddy's girl, right? You see, and you know, you can see over there, um, Isaac's mama. But anyway, <laughs> but you see, but, but yeah, that's just fact. But still, Isaac learns from his father. Do you understand? I don't have to worry about it. Everybody look at me. One thing, if something happens to me, I don't have to worry about one beat because he'll fill in the gap. That's right. Because he learned it from his dad. Do you all understand me? That's right. So the lesson today is, and we didn't get to the other scriptures. You, you, so we, I just feel good about this church. I feel good about the men in this church. Ladies, quit, quit taking. Let me tell you something. I'm going to say it again. You don't want just anybody. You want the man that can have the fathering skills because you're going to need that. You're going to need that for you, and you're going to need that for your children. You see, so when you sit down on a date and people, you're asking the wrong thing. You, you're asking, uh, what, what is your, what kind of job do you have? You need to ask who you're working for. And if he says AT&T, then you need to say, okay, I'm looking for somebody that's working for the Lord. All right. well. You see what I'm saying? Because if you're working for the Lord, you will be just excited about the position God has put you in. That's right. Are we going to be good fathers over here? Amen. We're going to be more than fathers over here? Amen. We're going to have fathering skills over here, right? That's right. We're going to be fathers first, and then we're going to start fathering. Isn't that right? Amen. You love this lesson? Amen. You love being back in the church? Amen. Is this a blessing? (laughs) Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you called us out. You called us out through the spirit of Elijah. I was just simply the voice, but you called us out as fathers. We don't want to be just male parents. We're more than that in this church. We want to be, sure, we male parents, but we want to have the fathering skills. We want to be, uh, we want to be, take the response, accept, expect the responsibility that you expect of us and accept the responsibility. And we want to care for our wives and our children the way that you would care for us. 
we want to be able to teach with the wisdom, the knowledge, the farsight, the insight of the Holy Spirit. If we want our children and our wives to know that they're ever loved and ever protected because we have put ourselves in that position to be those things. So the men in Christ Temple North, including me, we are fathers, we are fathering, and the only way we can do that and please you is to have God's sense. We want you through the Holy Spirit to give us God's sense. So when we have God's sense, we have God power, God wisdom, God knowledge, God understanding, and he will lead us in every direction we need to be and what we need to do for our wives and our children. And everyone in, the, in my voice that will accept this challenge, that will accept this responsibility, said amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray. Amen.